This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How are you? I am doing really well. How are you? <laughs> I can tell you're lying. Never lying. It's, you know, it's life. It's been a week. It's been a week. We're here. We've made it. Yes. And we're excited to share some things that have been happening in our lives, in our world. Yeah, so much to talk about today. Um, I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> So for my update this week, we know how I have, I was, okay, so we know that when I am too regimented, I tend to then blow up the system and then just have no no system whatsoever, which doesn't really work, but I like to think that it does because I'm then no longer like on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. So when we talked about meal prep forever ago, what feels like forever ago, I was like really on top of it and then I fell off of it for a little bit. And what I've realized is that I, I need a system, but I need a system that's a little looser than maybe other people's systems. So I'm trying out something called Sun Basket. It's a meal delivery service that was recommended to me from a friend, which I'm also realizing like podcasters out there, you can give me all your ads all day, but the friend <laughs> recommendation trumps everything every time. So I tried this out. There was like a coupon code. So I got a certain amount off. And what it is, is I did it's for my boyfriend and I so it's two two meals and then three like three bigger meals, two servings, three meals. Oh, okay. So and it comes once a week, you can pick the day and and everything like that. And I really love it. It's just like I think probably other meal delivery services. So what is the difference though? between is Sunbasket the one because I know that there are ones that are like veggie focused or healthy is this one that's like organic items and okay yeah so this one has organic and it's optional too so you don't have to get things organic oh cool and in which I appreciate so the organic stuff is like an added price to like the meal plan but I think it's good to have the option And so it's nice because they give you a heads up to say, like, pick your meals by this time. And then once they're locked in, then you'll get them the following Monday. So what I've really enjoyed so far is that, like, I've really liked picking the meals. They're all kind of, like, organized by type. So there's, like, the Mediterranean plan, the lean and clean, the vegetarian. uh, There's a few others that I've been, oh, like, there's the gluten-free. Like, they've got kind of a, like, smorgasbord of options that you can try out and it's just been fun to like not just pick them but now that we've cooked a few of them I'm like this is so crazy easy Mm -hmm. like it's so easy and I really thought it was going to take more time and as we know I'm not the best cook ever so it's been nice to not have to choose anything like I don't have to go to the store which I love I think that's my favorite part but the one of the things that I struggle with is like 
just picking a healthier meal option and then like finding all the ingredients and all the things. But the picking of the thing is what like drives me to the brink. So this has been really nice because I pick it, but then like everything is just there in front of me. It's magical. It really is. And what I appreciate is that like I've now realized that like there are things that I just shouldn't battle myself with. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go up against myself to be the best at something that I'm just never going to not just be the best at, but really enjoy. So this is a way for me to like give myself a little ease back and say like, this is how you're going to do this that still fits within like your budget and still fits within your eating healthy and your meal prep, but we're going to help you out a little bit. So I've absolutely loved it. I If anybody wants my coupon code, because I have one now, let me know and I'll give it to you. <laughs> Perfect. Friend recommendation. Friend recommendation, because we're friends. I... What I love about that, too, is that because I know your uh, plus one is more my style where we're experimental in the kitchen. Yes. And he definitely will make an elaborate meal. He will. And this allows him to still do that Mm -hmm. because you this is perfect balance. Yes. Like you get to have this delivered to you. You cook it up in 30, 40 minutes and it's ready. Mm -hmm. Like it's the perfect Sid prep. It is. And and it is nice because he even said to me when we had the first meal, he was like, I would have never said yes to this if you had like consulted my opinion on this. So I kind of just went for it. (laughs) It was like, if I'm eating all of these meals myself, then that's fine if he hates it. But he's like, I would have probably never said yes for exactly the reason that you're saying is that he likes to go to the store, get ingredients, Mm -hmm. figure out what he's making, like do the whole thing. But he's like, this is really nice for nights that like we're in a crunch or and there is a 20 minute meal option. There's a one pan option. So it's nice that like we have found kind of the medium of what our capabilities are. And what I like too is that there's still the flexibility of like if he wants to make something fancy and like go to the store and do like his sous vide action, Mm -hmm. then he can still do that because you have the flexibility to say like we're only getting meals on three days. So we still have to think about those other two days, whether that's like date night out at a restaurant or, you know, something different. Someone else cooking in the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love it so much, and I did Blue Apron mm-hmm. for a while. Also, fun fact, my brother got me a gift card, another belated birthday gift that came through. Wow, they just keep coming. <laughs> just keep coming. And uh, it was really nice, too, because um, I haven't done it in a while, and I did really enjoy it, but I also very much, I kind of shifted to the CSA and yes. using that as, like, my really broken down version of a box (laughs) meal. (laughs) You get so much creativity in that box. (laughs) That's that's like level leveling up from the the meal plan option in a box. Yes. Um but I when I did it a couple years ago, it was like my favorite thing because everything I might even the reason why I stopped is because at the time there was like a a minimum of three and because I have a lot of evening Events, events and things and happenings. It was very challenging for me to not have that go to waste. So yeah. now I think there are other options out there that exist that have a little bit more flexibility. Totally. Um, but I always loved getting it because it was just like, oh, my meal is set. I'm d- I have everything I need. And boom. Options dinner off on the, the table. table. I think that's like, it's the same reason I like a capsule wardrobe. Like everything's right there in front of me. All I have to do is like put it together and yeah. it's done. And the other thing that's great about Sunbasket is you can adjust. So before you lock in things, it's the Wednesday 
before the next week's meal plan comes, you can say, like, I'm skipping this week because I've got a ton of events where I'm going to be out of town. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, can we bring it down to two because I've got more going on than usual. So it's adjustable in that way, too, like to your point about if you consistently get through meals, but your life is obviously changing. Yeah. Um, So I really liked that, too. And that's what Rebecca, the woman who recommended it, um, said. She's like, that's part of the reason we really enjoy it is that we, you know, you have weeks where you just aren't going to be at home or whatever. Um, And the fact that they know their audience enough to know that they need that option is really great. Yeah. I think that was definitely feedback that came through from because uh, at, at the time, I think Blue Apron was, like, one of the only ones that existed when I started doing it. Exactly. Early adopter. <laughs> always. <laughs> First one on the app, always. But I think that's really smart is to, like, take that feedback and, and be like, hey, here's some options. I'm going to take one meal better than no meals. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. It's helped me immensely, and I'm going to keep with it. Awesome. What's going on with you, Brown? So in my update land, one of the things that we have talked about um, in past episodes is our budget life. Mm -hmm. And Dan and I have a shared credit card that we use um, to rack up those travel miles. Yeah, girl. And so it's been really great. But the struggle with it is because both of us have our own expenses that we're putting on it. A, credit card. Chase, we're calling you out. We want you to be able to let us to tag, like tag each of our expenses. Oh, that's not an option. That's and that probably adds a lot of extra work at the end of the month or like every pay period whenever you're paying yep. it off. Wow, it's annoying. Yeah. So we have been kind of looking for a good solution, and I'll credit Dan to this. He found this thing called the Honeydew app. And so the internet says that this is, like, the best for couples splitting expenses. And so we're on, like, very early stages Mm -hmm. of figuring it out and trying to understand how the thing works. But it's one of those things that um, might come in handy as far as, like, breaking things down and figuring out how to handle expenses from the technology age versus us using a spreadsheet like it's 1995. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of spreadsheets. So I'm really excited about this, and I can't wait to hear your updates about how it's going, how it's working, because I never thought about that, like when you share a credit card, and because I don't. And so when you're sharing a credit card, to have to go through every single purchase that you make and then have to like be like, well, that's mine, and that's yours, mm-hmm. and then this is the grocery budget, so how are we splitting that, and like yeah. all of that stuff. So I'm excited to hear how this works, because I've never heard of an app like this that does all the splitting. I'm also not like, you know, an app you're not tech connoisseur. <laughs> so, so when I hear about them, I'm usually the last to know. So I can't wait to hear what you think of this. Yeah. I also uh, encourage anyone listening to send me links to anything that they like because um, it's one thing that we're, we've been trying to figure out and mm-hmm. like m- master because it's just easier to do it digitally than to have to do it manually. Yeah. Because then obviously. your date night might turn into like a meeting. And that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> I No, I usually do it and then send it to Dan and be like, do you approve? For approval. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> um, but it's usually because I have more expenses than he oh. does. <laughs> <laughs> because of work, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's one of those things, especially because in the sense, too, it's really helpful for us since having, like, a couple shared expenses, like our grocery budget, Dining out, yeah. wine, 
etc. Right. Wine just in its own category. Wine does have its own category. <laughs> All the boxes. So it is it is one of those things that like, you know, the in the this day and age we have shared expenses and not shared expenses and but we also want to maximize our points gathering opportunities all the time. And so hopefully the Honeydew app is something that works for us. We're still exploring it, but I wanted to share it because we just signed up. (laughs) Stay tuned for the update. That's great. Well, I'm excited to hear more. Okay. What is inspiring you this week, Brown? I just recently was able to, I took a little trip on the airplane and had some uh on those newfangled airplanes (laughs) um i I took a trek to denver got to hang out with my mom which is always really fun nice um but i was listening to all my podcasts that i had in my queue that i needed to catch up on and i listened to this one podcast called on being um and krista Tippett has the most magical voice and interviewing uh abilities it's very very impressive (laughs) Um, she's been doing it for a very long time, but she, it has, it's interesting because it d- isn't necessarily a theme or a topic that I would necessarily lean on because it is like kind of religious focused, mm-hmm. but she interviews such an amazing array of people. So it's like, it's not just like, Hey, let's interview a Christian and talk about Christianity. It's more about like, what are people's spiritual tendencies in all of the facets of life. So right. it's like interviewing like a European poet and a Buddhist. Right. It covers the gamut. The gamut. Yeah. But the most recent episode I listened to was Maria Shriver's. Mm. And if you aren't familiar, she is an NBC News special anchor and has recently released a book called I've Been Thinking, Reflections, Prayers, and Meditations for a Meaningful Life. Because I'm starting with her stuff because she's a boss. Um, But she, most people know her from a pop culture standpoint because she is part of the Kennedy family. She is the niece to Bobby and John F. Kennedy. Uh, And she also was married to Arnold Schwarzenegger. She was the first lady of California. Lots going on with her. Yeah. So this was just one of those episodes that really struck a chord with me um, because she talked about how women are always on the hunt to have it all. Yes. And I think that we can both attest to this being something that we have top of mind. But she said something that really struck a chord. You can have it all, but over a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was something that I haven't heard a lot of people actually say or be truthful about. Right. Because I think that's the reality. It's like, I have it all, but it's like, well. <laughs> but do you? You did. <laughs> there there were points. So I think one of the things that she ended up talking about was how she's like, I'm at a point where I feel really successful and finally doing something that's me. She kept mm-hmm. saying, like, she's lifting her eye. Hmm. And it was beautiful. But she was pretty open about how she feels lonely. She's successful in the day-to-day life, but she's coming home to an empty house. Right. And she, when she talks to people, she does – As she, right now she's on her book tour. So mm-hmm. as she's speaking to people who come up to get their book signed, they're like, I wish I could have what you have. And she's like, I wish I could have what you have. You have a beautiful family and three children, and they're all home with you. And right. everything's wonderful. Um, but I think the thing that I took away with a lot of what she talked about was that she's encouraging women to be more honest about what we're actually going through. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's 
really important and to share our own experiences because a lot of people think that people are in this place where everything's great. They've painted this picture of their life being wonderful, but there are all things that we're dealing with that might be a little bit difficult. And especially in like the recent news with the people who have passed, recently committed suicide with Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, people are dealing with inner demons that we need to be talking about. And especially from a female standpoint, life is messy. Mm -hmm. We need to use our voices to actually share those experiences and support each other. Mm -hmm. And She's in her 60s now and is finally feeling like she's recognized for her work. Yeah. And it's exciting for that to happen. But she was also like, I don't want anyone to feel discouraged because it took me until I was 60 to get here. Right, right. And I think that's always the thing, right? They, they You see that on the interwebs and, and see, like, it took so-and-so until they were 35 to get to this point. Or so-and-so was fired at this age and look where they are now. And mm-hmm. I think I've seen so many of those that I've stopped taking them seriously because I still really focus on, like, what's that 30 under 30 list look like and what's that, like, top teens of the nation look like. And you're just like, have I achieved anything? But to see a woman who has been through so much and say, like, I'm 60 now and this is when I'm feeling like I've started to make my own mark. I Mm -hmm. think we as younger women need to really lean into that a little bit more and, and understand that, like, to stop focusing on what we've already passed. Like, I've already passed my teens. I'm in my now late 20s. <laughs> and and just know, like, that some things have passed and that's okay. What are, we, what are you working on that makes you happy? And what are you looking toward that's going to make you feel fulfilled? Yeah. So. Just hearing both of them speak, because obviously being an anchor, you have to understand you know, the journalism 101. Yeah. it w- The two of them just going back and forth, Krista and Maria, I was like, ladies, whew, I'm inspired. <laughs> and I feel like that's a gift too, like for someone to have those kind of abilities. And obviously everybody works on their craft and works on their skill, but there's something that, and both of these women sound like they're just inherently interested mm-hmm. in who they're speaking with. And they ask 100%. good questions because they're like, I really want to know this isn't just for the camera or the microphone or wherever. It's really because I'm genuinely interested in your story and your journey. And so those questions come out and the listeners are like, wow, like you really got to the heart of who that person is. And it's because they're really interested in who that person is. Yeah, it was definitely a worthy listen. So another thing that will be in show notes for you guys. I'm excited to listen to that one. I think I need a little, I need a little of that in my life right now. I'll send it your way. Thanks, Brown. What about you? So mine is slightly less uh, monumental, you could say. (laughs) We all have our moments. (laughs) But I actually, I just changed this as I was prepping for this episode. I just changed this like super last minute because I came across it and I was like, this is... This is also what I need right now in a very different way. (laughs) But I read about something called Fika. It's the Swedish coffee break. Very excited to hear about this. So, yes. And so I think when it was wintertime and we were recording and you talked about Huga Mm -hmm. and is the Swedish art of like being cozy. So the Swedes have got this thing down. I really, I think that they understand how to not just like take a break, but how to take a break with snacks and blankets. Love it. So what Fika is, it's, it's this practice that's um, part of the Swedish culture where they take two 
coffee breaks a day. So that sounds like super simple and easy, but I feel like that's something that I take like on the run or something. But I think what is... Yeah, it's like in between meetings. Exactly. Like, let me just have like a, a jolt of coffee on my way to the next thing. So this is like a concerted effort between the Swedes and those who practice this of in the morning and in the afternoon having a coffee or tea. But you know, I always go for coffee. But it is sitting with people and just having conversation that doesn't have anything to do with work. What? My brain just exploded. (laughs) Get out of here. So the thing that's the kicker with Fika is there are baked goods involved. Specific Swedish baked goods. And I was like, get out of here. I've got my family Swedish coffee re- uh, cake recipe. I'll, oh my god! I'll whip up a nice I'll, you know, hey. I mean, let's I'm gonna start, embrace my let's culture. start planning these. I think, so, like, as we know about the Europeans, they obviously have this, like, slower, less, like, super work-focused lifestyle kind of nailed down. But what I like about this... Move to Sweden. Let's do that. I think that we can really embrace the culture. <laughs> I think we're ready for something like that. But, you know, like, around 2 p.m., I am kind of jonesing for a tea or a coffee. But what they say is, like, you don't have to do this with other people. Like, you can have, like, a solo hang. But the promise is just to to slow down, not not do work. It doesn't give a time frame, at least that the 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 piece that I was reading didn't just give you a time frame. As long as it takes you to finish your coffee, to just like yeah, exactly, and soak just it in, slow down twenty minutes, a little bit, maybe an hour, just like and do what feels good. So there's this book that it, this came out of an article I was reading about this book book called Fika: The Art of Swedish of the Swedish Coffee Break by Anna bronze and she is Swedish and she talks about so it's a cookbook as well as like a guide to this so the cookbook piece is all of the baked goods so I'm like yes down for that give me all of it and she's like you know people will bring their baked good and their thermos to work but then do this act of slowing down and, and fika with the people that they work with but they do it at work so it's like it's not there's no like real rule I think just like Huga, there's no rules but there is a guideline of how to like really take a step back and I was like I think I really want to see if we can make this a thing and I love this so much yeah and I was really I think it gave me exactly what I needed in that moment which was like a slowdown and permission I think what we're looking for so often when it comes to things like this is permission to stop and permission to slow down and Fika and Huga and all of these things are, are is that permission to say like I feel you. You can take a rest now. (laughs) You know what's funny is that we know that we can do these things. Right. We just don't do them. Right. And somehow we need this concept to be presented to us for us to realize, hey, here's something that you should throw into your day-to-day life. Exactly. Even just the act of, I have tried this a few times, it doesn't always happen, before I start my day, drinking my coffee without work, just like drinking my coffee and like moseying around the kitchen or sitting or it happens a little bit more often on the weekends where it's just like drinking coffee and reading a magazine or like doing nothing, like just sitting and drinking my coffee. Yeah. That's actually the most magical thing. Right. Again, 
we know very bad at doing nothing but the the but slivers of time that it happens <laughs> yeah but i love the idea of incorporating people into that experience whether mm-hmm. it's like a, having before you start your day meeting your friends at 8 a.m for everybody's having coffee at 8 a.m i have thought so why about, aren't we doing it together exactly and honestly i've thought about this so much especially lately just like really wanting to check in because there's so much happening in our world right now and not so we can talk more about it and and talk about it and dive into it because I think we're all in it all the time but just to like level with each other and just have a moment of just like hey how are you like or one-on-one or small group hangs and just take it freaking slow and I just when I read this I, I really think I just needed that and I want to give myself permission to do it. I'm still working on like how that's going to happen. But I do think Let's that there this is. Update. I think there's something to this. And honestly, like I want this book because as we know, I'm not a good cook, but I do kind of like to bake. So I think because it's so precise and it has to be and baking is really hard. So I understand that this isn't going to come that easily to me, but I think you're either a cook or a baker. I think so. I'm more of a baker. Yeah, I think I am. Because I don't like to experiment in the kitchen. I like That's exacts. Okay. That's okay. So I, I really, I think I want to get this book. And obviously, like, Budget Lifestyle says, like, give it a minute. But I think that this is going to be something that, like, I love coffee. I mean, like, I love everything about coffee. I love not just the taste and flavor and the differences between all of the beans, but I love the act of drinking coffee with friends, with family. There's just, like, with food... It just brings me to this happy, comfortable place that I just want to, like, live in all the time. So this might be a thing that I'm going to start doing. I like it. Let's let's make it an American culture. Adopted. We're taking it over. And honestly, like... I know that I, some people that I work with, I think sometimes listen to this. So if you're listening and you want to, I don't know if it's, if you fika with someone or if you do fika, like I don't, I haven't figured out what the. Is it a verb? Is it a noun? I'm not sure yet. So I think once I get the book. Let's fika. Then maybe. That sounds wildly inappropriate. It does. So I'm just trying to figure out once, maybe if someone Swedish can like give me the rules around how to actually like say it and what the action is, um, then I'll probably better be able to talk about it with other people. But I just, I loved, I loved reading about this and it was super cool. So that's my, that's, that's my inspiration point. I love it. All right. It's time to dive into the topic at hand today. Give it to me straight, Sid. Okay. Today we're talking about vision boards. We're ready. (laughs) We're so ready. So What we're really talking about in addition to vision boards is how, like, the act of learning how to visualize what you want from your life. So vision boards are, like, a way to do that. Um, We, I mean, I first learned about this, like, a couple years ago, I think, Um, and and what it takes to do it, how, how, like, you take the time and all the things that kind of go into it. But what I really like about it is, as we talked about last week and, or two weeks ago in the hobbies episode, is that, like, I really don't like crafts or DIY of any kind. But I can get down with some cutting and pasting. Easy peasy. And especially when it's around like visualizing what I want for myself and my life and the in the space around me. I think marrying crafts with purpose, mm-hmm. like and this that's this kind of stuff that I like. I think that's when crafting becomes much more appealing to me. Yeah. I did this as a part of 2018 planning. 
for work. Mm-hmm. So from a f- professional standpoint, I was so inspired <laughs> because I had an idea of what I wanted for my 2018. I have the luxury of having a job that allows like some creativity be- to be thrown into it. So um, that's definitely something that I enjoy about my role. Um, but it was so amazing to kind of have had a little bit of a concept and context. Like I had created an outline and like a plan, Mm -hmm. but to actually put like, okay, what is my overarching goal? Or what are the three things that I want to do this year? And just seeing what came to me. Right. That's a huge piece of it. Wonderful to just see what I intuitively connected with as I flipped through the magazines that were in front of us. Um, I think just looking back on the process, it was one of those things where it still lives in my brain because it's, I'm very much connected to a visual, visual imagery. And it, like, I have a photographic memory where I'm like, I'm going to look at this and I'm going to remember these things and they're going to pop out at me and it's going to stick with me forever. And so I think that these themes have kind of like still live with me and Mm -hmm. I've been able to reflect on them and think about them in like on a day-to-day basis and from like a larger scale process of like okay this is something that I've been that I had put in my you know vision let's make sure it's like coming into action right and so I think it's one of those things like it to break it down in like an official definition standpoint a vision board really ends up being a tool that helps you clarify and focus in on a specific life goal right and that could be professional or personal yeah and so it's basically a board mm-hmm. whether that's a bulletin board or a whiteboard or a poster board that you have um it's a display of images that you cut out from magazines or photos things that inspire you um words or quotes that represent the things that you will achieve mm-hmm. at in your pursuit of this goal. Yeah, and I think what's cool about this is that it like I found stuff on this in craft blogs as well as like business blogs mm-hmm. and business outlets. And so the way that it spans all types of people because it does have that dual purpose of like it is this creative release for a lot of people, but that purpose drivenness of it that you can use it in pursuit of your business goals or your personal goals or your lifestyle goals, whatever they are. And I think that's why this is the kind of thing that a lot more people can get into is mm-hmm. because they can relate to it and they can see the purpose in it. Um, I think that it's really exciting to see what kind of comes from other people's. I did a class last year where I also made a vision board and my wasn't for work. It was at um, a place called the Rochester Rainery. It was one of the classes that I took there. And it was great. And honestly, like I still have that. And I look at it and all the images that I pulled were definitely being called to me. But I think part of me is still like, what, like, what am I, where am I going with this? Like, and I think that's why I'm excited to talk about this today, because the next one I do, I think will have more intention associated with it, because all of the images were like, I was pulled to them, but I don't always know why. And so I'm looking at them. I'm like, I believe all of these things, but like, where am I going? Yeah, What's my like- direction here? <laughs> so it was a great first exercise, but that's, you know, like, I think our our mantra for this podcast a lot of the time is like practice, practice, practice Mm -hmm. and keep at it. And so um, the first time went really well. I think the next time will be a little bit more direct in where I'm going with it. And that's why I'm excited to get into this today. Yeah. Cool. Let's speak at Queens. Okay. So there is psychology 
around this process? And I know that you looked into this a lot and what kind of came up for you was about visualization mm-hmm. and and like what direction people go in and why they actually do vision boarding. Yeah, I think the art of visualization is the key piece of things here. Um, I've heard in, so I, this is something that came up when I was in college mm-hmm. where they talk about, and I've actually listened to it thousands of other times and seen it in articles and on podcasts where athletes are doing this all the time it's like part of their regular routine of like visualize the basketball in the hoop oh yeah you're so right me as an athlete when i was one that's what they said to me it didn't work for me but (laughs) i think there needs to be some skill in in addition to the visual (laughs) it helps but i think the idea behind all of this where you're visualizing your future and imagining you achieving this goal, whether it's shooting a three-pointer or planning an, an event and... Nailing it. Nailing it. Yeah, whatever that means for you. Getting things done. Um, but it's mostly about like you focusing and defining what it is that you want and acting on it. Right. Um, the secret is something that a lot of people have talked about. Gosh, that feels like so long ago, The Secret. Yeah. I remember talking about it a lot at one point. I feel it. How old were we when this came out? I don't even remember. I can't remember either, but I remember that it was a thing. I heard on the radio all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. So this is a book about the art of visualization and the laws of attraction. So um, we pulled a quote that says, the law of attraction is forming your entire life experience, and it is doing that through your thoughts. When you're visualizing, you're emitting a powerful frequency out into the universe. And I feel like that's a little bit (laughs) woo-woo. It kind of brings me back to our astrology conversation. Yeah. But, But valid. I think that there's proof in the action that follows that visualization. Yes. See, like when I hear that, when I'm like powerful frequency in the universe, I'm like energy, I'm feeling it, feeling powerful based on the things, but like not everybody connects with something like that. Right. So I think it's more relating to this kind of concept in the fact that like you have now set yourself on a pathway to pursue this thing because you have created an idea of what you want in your brain Mm -hmm. and now are acting on it. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> and that's like, and that's exactly what I think is one of the most important pieces of this is the action component. And we'll get into a little bit more of like the how around the vision board. And a lot of that has to do with like setting goals and all of that kind of stuff. But the action piece cannot be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And I think a huge part of this is also like not being discouraged if it doesn't work out the way that it looks on your vision board or the way you originally thought it would because your action wasn't in vain. The things that you did to try and pursue what you're looking to pursue didn't mean nothing. And I think like keeping either a level head or the positive mentality that like you're doing the work and that matters just as much as the outcome. So like just keeping on with the pushing towards your goal and like reevaluating if things don't go the way that you thought they were going to go and knowing at the beginning of the process, like I might need to adjust at some point. And what I've heard from people in the past who have done this is that if you're doing something and it starts to not feel the way that you thought it was going to feel or it goes a little awry, like strip it back to the mission, the original mission of what you were doing it for. Mm -hmm. And then if you need to readjust from there, at least you're starting at the mission point again. So you're starting with your core. You might just be going in a different direction from there. But going back to that core is 
the the piece that's going to get you going in another direction to try something new, but the action component is still very much a part of this process. Yeah, and I think that comes into play in a lot of ways with like the how element of creating the board Mm -hmm. and what it is that you're actually putting into play and maybe the reason why your original vision board wasn't like a total win for you Mm -hmm. was because there wasn't a direct here's a want that I have in my life and I'm pursuing this want Um, and so if we think about the how to time to dive in to like let's get started yeah um huffington posted a a nice article um on how to create a a vision board and they said that you your vision board should focus on how you want to feel Mm -hmm. and i really think that that's something important here because it's not like i want a million dollars right right it's like i want to be financially stable and free Mm -hmm. in my life i want to feel free right so what does that entail And how are the things, like, what is it that's going to get you there? Because, like, for you, that's different than for me. Absolutely. And I think that's why, and we've talked about this before, but I think sometimes it's even going back to, like, how do you do goal setting? Like, what does a goal actually look like? How does it become a goal? Mm -hmm. And I'm reminded of this, like, SMART um, acronym of the, it needs to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And I think if you're keeping those things in mind, and we'll include that in the show notes too, but if you're keeping those things in mind, then you at least like have the guide to figure out what the goal is. And if, again, like you said, like it's, it's to be financially stable or financially well off, whatever that means for you, like what is that, what does that specifically mean? Like, is there a dollar amount that you want to be making? Maybe that comes into the negotiation conversation, Mm -hmm. like really breaking down all of the pieces that are going to get you to that goal. But that acronym really helps you put it kind of into a grid form and have a plan of action around it. Yeah. I think it's important to to do the pre-work before. Like, this isn't just like a willy-nilly, like, fun, like, hey, come over for craft night. This is an intentional thing that you're doing to help you craft a plan and a plan of action and an actual, like, visual representation of where you're headed in life. Absolutely. And it's it's a counter and a, or maybe it's more like, a compliment to the actual like here are the things that I, like my five-year plan <laughs> right like on the back of your vision board have like the written rules of what you're looking to do and that's what I think when I took that class we did that and I think that's the part that I wasn't expecting when I took the class was the pre-work and I think part of me just had no idea what I wanted I didn't really know how to goal set I didn't know all of those pieces to get me to the next point so I was like pleasantly surprised that there was kind of like this guideline and outline about this is what we're going to do before we just start cutting and pasting things that are pretty in your mind so that piece of it was really good but I think there's also the pre-work of that type but there's also the pre-work of like figuring out like what is lighting you up inside and and why do you want the things that you want like there's just so much more to this that's an internal thing Mm -hmm. than I think a lot of articles that you see give it credit for it's it's there's more to it there's more weight to it and there's more intention behind it than I think you read on some of like the fluffier articles around this yeah and I think going back to like what I talked about with my 2018 plan, I had 
you know, created an outline in advance of that. And so <laughs> it was like an entire <laughs> month's work. And from a personal standpoint, I'm kind of in this mode where I'm like, I want to create my own like personal goals vision board. And it's been three months of pre-work of pre-work, me. Yeah. So it's like, what is what is it that's motivating me and inspiring me? What are the things that like kind of pique my interest more than other things have in the past? And before like actually diving into the process of creating this vision board, writing down what it is that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. What are your goals? What are your aspirations? How are you hoping to achieve this? What time frame are you going to achieve it in? And what is it that you actually want? Right. And that's, yeah, that's a huge part of this. So, okay. So as a side note, I started watching this show. I needed a day last weekend. (laughs) So I took a day and ran through this show called The Bold Type. I literally finished the season in one day, the first season, because I needed... I needed was like, it like a ten episode season or like a twenty three episode season? I think it was ten, but they were an hour apiece. <laughs> so, Woo! so I needed to really check out, like really needed to check out. So I'm not ashamed. I needed it. So one of the things this show is like, it's on Freeform, formerly ABC Family, the whole thing. It's so weird because it's not a good show. Like, I really like it, though. Like, I feel like it was my dream of someday working at a magazine in show form. So, like, that's the premise. Three best friends. They work at a magazine. They tackle a lot of tough issues. Is this a fictional show? Yes. Okay. But it was created by... Oh, my gosh. I'm going to totally blank on her name. She's the now. She was the editor-in-chief at Cosmo. Or I think she is now. She's, like, a badass... Eva British Chen? woman. No. 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 <laughs> I can't remember her name. We'll come up with it. But so it's called The Bold Type. And one of the characters was applying for this finance job because she's like, it's practical. It's what I went to school for. It makes the most sense. So I'm just going to go for it. But what she really wanted to do was work in fashion. So even though she like got this like entry level, but it was a lot of money, like ad sales job thing. She was like, this will set me up and I'm really excited about this. But she decided to stick it out in her assistant job until an opportunity became available in the fashion office. And obviously, like this is a TV show, but I think it really speaks to like, okay, what is practical and what do you want? And sometimes those things overlap and sometimes they don't. So like, like you said, really focusing in on the want and knowing that sometimes the want feels unreasonable but do you really want it like does it make sense to go for it and if it does then this board is not you quitting your job and like going off and doing something like uncalculated it is making a vision board to create and visualize and go for and kind of hopefully in some way manifest what your dream is and I don't think that's crazy I think that that makes so much sense and I just really like the show (laughs) By the way, it's inspired by the life of Joanna Coles. That's what it is. Yes. Okay, so I'm a really... Joanna Coles, since you're listening, I'm a really big fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and season two just premiered, and I like now can't eat it up episode after episode. I have to wait a week because it's on Hulu. Ooh. And it's so hard because I just... They, they leave you with these cliffhangers. Like, it's just so good. It's so good. Sid's the ultimate consumer of all things. I really am. <laughs> but So anyway... <laughs> I think to your point, though, it's really important, though, because this is a visual plan. Mm -hmm. It's not like, let me paste a mansion on the house or uh, a mansion or a beautiful house on the board. It's what is it that I like? 
is part of my life? How do I feel about what it is that's going to happen? Not just like, I'll put it on the board and hope it happens. Like, right. you have to do something about it. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> you have to create the pathway of like, okay, right now, I'm a marketing coordinator. How am I going to be a CEO? Right. What's the in-between? There's so a lot of in-between. The vision is the in-between. And I think like to your point about the house, I think one of the things I also learned in this class was actually taught by Nicole Kazmer of Hike Yoga, who's a, she's just so awesome. But one of the things she talked about is like, what does that house actually represent? Does it mean stability? Does it mean you want to like make a home for yourself? Like, does it, is it actually like the giant house that you want? Or what does the house actually mean? Mm -hmm. And again, it's like stripping away all of the excess stuff and figuring out like, oh, I just I just really want to create a home for myself. And I want that stability. I want to feel safe. Like, what are the things that are manifesting themselves? Because you're just like, I just want to live in a giant house. Like, yeah. there's there's sometimes, most times, more to it than that. So. And that's, that's why the pre-work is necessary. Because it takes you, you have to force yourself to break it down into those more descript categories of it's not the house, it's the stability that's important. Exactly. And I thought that was a very important distinction to make and did help kind of think through what I was picking. Because if you do say like, I'm looking for safety and stability, like different images come to mind when you when you get to that point versus mm-hmm. just the house. So love it. Okay. Supplies. What do we need to make this happen? <laughs> <laughs> So first and foremost, you can do this on, like, we did it on sticky tearaway paper. Oh, okay. At, like, a summit. (laughs) Um, You can also do it on something that's going to, like, last a lifetime. So that could be a cork board, a poster board, something like a fancy bulletin board. You can consult Etsy for something fancy. Um, I like that idea. But usually a poster board costs, like, 89 cents uh, office supply store true um but if you're looking for maybe a like a bulletin board or a cork board with stuff that you can pin and kind of create something visually beautiful um you can grab that at a hardware store yes and also you'll need you know basics scissors tape pins glue stick all of the above those things um i like the addition too of markers and stickers and like photos and anything that kind of adds some extra flair maybe you are risky enough to throw the glitter in there no <laughs> come on <laughs> only if i was at someone else's home would yeah. i take out the glitter <laughs> but i think those are important too because there will be moments where you're like i want to write something down that i can't really that kind of comes to you in the process but you don't necessarily have an image or a quote that represents that or like to kind of like pull the pieces together it's actually really fun to think about it in this sense of just like being free with like whatever is at your fingertips. Yeah, it is. And for people like us, I think these this is one of the few things we probably have in common is that like the structure of things really like I like that. I like structure, but this is like the part where I can be like, ooh, like a little less structure and like, you know, the crafty piece of it is is the fun part. So. Yeah. So then magazines are really important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where, where you'll cut the images and quotes from. Yep. I would like to recommend that you get things that aren't necessarily, like, something that you're immediately, like, don't pull out all the fashion magazines. Exactly. Grab Psychology Today and, like, Equestrians magazine. 
House and home. House and home. <laughs> whatever. Pull Chip the and things. Joanna game. Whatever you, you want. Because that's those magazines and different types of uh, pieces of art or work. Or newspapers. Newspaper things. Yeah. Anything that kind of shifts you outside your normal scope is good. Because, again, if you're trying to, like, intuitively let things come to you and see what you gravitate toward as you're cutting things out, you kind of need something outside your normal scope because that widens the depth of inspiration. Absolutely. That that, that's something that I didn't really consider. And thankfully, Nicole came very prepared as she was the teacher. And she had things like totally across the board from every and you know, men's magazines, women's magazines, like, you know, family magazines, there was a little bit of everything. I don't I think there maybe was an equestrian magazine thrown in there somewhere, I imagine. Um, but that was really helpful to think like, oh, okay, so I'm not just looking at like my standard fashion mag. And if you're thinking about where to get these, I always think that a hair salon is like a great go to for old magazines. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously, they don't need to be like, super relevant date wise um so if they're getting rid of them say like hey can you keep a stack in the back for me if you go to like someone regularly i think uh libraries are also a good option Mm -hmm. because sometimes they're looking to get rid of like the stacks that they have so thinking about who's who's getting magazines on a regular basis and who's recycling those magazines those are going to be the people that will just probably either save them for you or you can take them off their hands if you're popping in so that's kind of the places that i i know that nicole considered in the past and that's that makes a lot of sense to me yeah otherwise you just buy a whole mess of magazines or that <laughs> but if you are budget friendly budget friendly wise that's like the recommendation <laughs> then yeah Uh, I think additionally, things to think about, photos, um, family, imagery, anything that kind of comes up, old photos of you and your crew, things that inspire you in your life, quotes, sayings, print stuff out on your computer, too, maybe. Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. Options. Um, Things that, like, remind you of events and places, postcards, anything that is inspiration. Yeah, that will work. I just realized, too, that the back of my desk kind of is like a vision board in a way because it has like the little elastic Mm crisscross pattern. And you've stuck some uh, beautiful faces back there. I think I've uh, seen mine back there a time or two. Sure is. (laughs) Um, But I realized that I have gravitated to putting like things that I like to see to Mm -hmm. remind me like everything's going just fine. <laughs> but that's exactly, you know, like it's, it might not take this shape, but like things like that, that make you feel good. And I was thinking about that the other day about my saved photos on Instagram. Like as I scroll, sometimes I'll just check back in on them if it was like a recipe or something. Oh yeah. And that like, I save flowers and food and photos of friends and clothes that I love. And like, all of that color and, and like vibrancy actually does like lift my mood a lot. It doesn't have the intention, obviously, of a vision board, but it did save it for a reason. Mm-hmm. And going back to those things is also like a, just a nice reminder, like this is this is this is OK. Everything will be OK. Like these are the things that make you happy. Look at these things. Yeah. Take a minute. I think then in that sense, it's time to give yourself a little bit of a break. Give yourself time, whether it's solo inviting your friends over, Mm -hmm. make a party out of it. I actually, when I read this, 
I didn't think about, like, a vision boarding party with your ladies. I think that sounds awesome. And so maybe Sid and I and our, our gals will do this, and we'll figure out what we want to make. Yes. Um, but it could also be from a professional standpoint. I encourage this from a team building uh, standpoint. It's definitely something that I've done. Um, I actually did it for my team and now realize that we probably should have done it together. <laughs> I was like, I created a vision board for us <laughs> as the manager. <laughs> Look at what we'll be achieving this year. <laughs> but now you know for next time. Now Granted, you know the person's new, so it's okay. So it works. <laughs> actually, and on that note, I, I read something that said also do this with people that you trust. So I do agree that this is a great exercise for work teams. And that's where I think it works for a work team, right? So you're focused on work things. You trust those people at work. So you're not doing like a personal vision board with the people that you work with. Like, no, don't you know, recommend that. Pick your pick your uh, teammates who you're doing this with. But I, I thought that she made a good point that says like, if you're not super comfortable at who's looking at the board, you might not be as truthful with what you're putting on it. And you might not be able to like really reach into that like center of yourself and put what what you really want for your life and for yourself if you're not super comfortable with the people around you. So I think like when we talk about a vision boarding party with our our close people, like keep it to your close people. Like if you want to make it a big thing, that's great. But I think maybe it's even- not a mixer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Unless again, it's for like a work event or maybe if you're, if you have like a larger like book club group or something that you like inherently trust, which I know a lot of people do. Um, but I thought that was a really good piece of advice that I didn't think about before of that. Like if you're really trying to get serious about this and see what, what will come to life through this process, knowing that either it's just you or the people that you trust around you will really help this shine even that much more. I think that's really important to to include a note because it is true. Like thinking about what your goal is and what is it that you're achieving, who is this a solo activity or is this a work activity or is this a personal friend group activity? Right. And understanding what it is that you're working toward helps define that a little bit. The pre-work, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I'll consult that. Very important. Um, I think another thing to note uh, that I found interesting um, is that there were a couple recommendations for people who wanted a digital representation and not Mm -hmm. necessarily something that was like, you know. The cut and paste. A cut and paste activity. Um, Pinterest, obviously, is a great digital option. I didn't even realize that that could, like, did not even think about that. Surface <laughs> as you can also use um, PowerPoint. I've done that where ah. you like, you know, screenshot images or Google search images on the internet and then Put throw together. it in, cut it out and cut and paste and digitally oh, into like a PowerPoint slide. Did not think about that. Um, Mind Body Green also shared a list of apps that exist out there. Um, a couple examples are Happy Tapper. Mind Movies, and Hay House Vision Board. Wow. And that's all kind of catered to different styles of, like, how your brain works creatively. And I think those options are definitely more of, like, kind of that woo-woo angle that we talked about before, where it's like, what am I emitting? What frequency am I emitting to the universe? Ah, that's good to know. Because I was like, ooh, an app version. And again, not app-centric by any means, but it's also good to know that they kind of err on the side of energy versus something else yes then 
if we're doing the physical version, mm-hmm. that's where you start to cut out anything that's inspiring you. Um, I think it's important also before you like get to gluing, map out exactly what it is that you want the board to look like because exactly. there might be gaps that appear. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you can kind of fill in and see what themes emerge. Because again, you have like that strong goal, but as you're working on this, things that kind of pop up and things that you're cutting out and things that are gravitate, gravitating to, um, that's where you'll have a better sense of, okay, maybe this is taking shape in a different way than I originally imagined. And again, that's the beauty of a vision board is that you're kind of letting yourself just be free to see what comes to you. Right. Right, exactly. One of the things I saw that I appreciated and didn't think about really either was maybe starting from the middle and building out. Mm -hmm. So someone talked about kind of seeing what image you gravitate toward the most or what speaks the loudest to you or what is like at the center of everything you're looking to achieve and like put that right in the middle. And they suggested the same thing, like just lay it out first, but put that intentionally in the middle and then build everything else out from there. Mm -hmm. So there's that center point that has led to these other things. And I thought that was a great way to kind of organize it if you're kind of freaking out about structure, um, which I realized I kind of did when I did mine. I was like, ooh, does that look good there? Does that look good? Or does it fit? in the angle appropriately instead of actually thinking about all the time like what was on the board I was kind of thinking like I don't want any white space on the board which is not the point (laughs) so that's on me but I think starting from the middle out is a good way to kind of hopefully let those um kind of neurotic tendencies go a little bit and Mm -hmm. and just start to say like okay why did I start this what am I doing with this what's the intention with this and then building out from from that middle point yeah I had a couple themes on mine and so things kind of emerged within those scopes and like I kind of mapped it out that way Uh, so like again I think in the sense of like doing it with other people it's really interesting to see how other people structure it and you're mm -hmm. like your brain works in a very different way than mine does that's so true yeah Create, <laughs> creative standpoint we're all different but and that's the thing that you don't get through conversation right like mm-hmm. you know that everybody's brain works differently but it's really cool to see it visualized in that way versus like just sitting around a table and like spit firing ideas and things like that and, and how people come up with certain things but to see it is like it kind of gives you a new appreciation for the people around you even if you have worked with them forever or if you've never worked with them at all and just kind of seeing another side to them is is pretty cool yeah and no pressure either right like this is for you so let it be whatever it is yeah absolutely love it so talking about how often you do this like do you do it once or twice a year like how often do you make a new one because this was something that was kind of new to me and as I should have known with change of any kind like you revisit it (laughs) and I was like oh I have to oh okay that makes sense so I've heard that people generally do it like once a year like a new year's resolution just to kind of like check in and see where they're at but there's absolutely no reason why doing it more than once a year like your goals change like quarterly or half halfway through the year, you kind of reevaluate where you are and what you've done and what you want to accomplish and how close you are to your goals that you've set. That's a good time to look at your vision board and being like, is this an, a time to re-up? Is this t- a time to like kind of see if there are changes that have been made and, and where to go from here? So 
Yeah, I agree. I think um, whether it's something that you add to, um, because if you're working towards something, usually that something takes a minute. Yeah. So as things continue to inspire you, if it's something that's on, you know, your right behind your computer at work or, you know, in my case, on my desk, or it's something from a personal standpoint hanging in your bedroom. If you see things that inspire you, add it to the board because that's the point is it's an evolution. You're kind of visualizing and mapping out and manifesting the life that you want for yourself. And in order to do that and really embrace that, understand that there's flexibility in that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate how, like, the way that people have talked about, like, the, the, I, it is manifestation, I think, for the most part, because you're looking at it. And I think there's part of you that just opens up to the things that you've said you wanted. Like, now mm-hmm. that you've admitted and put it out there that you want it, I do believe in that. I really fully believe, like, you have to be ready and accepting of the things, the good things that are coming to you that you've said you've wanted. Because if you're not accepting of them, then obviously they'll block and go somewhere else. But I think this is a great way to say, I am ready to change. I am ready to grow. I am ready to accept new things. Um, And that's how they start coming to you. But you have to say yes to them, too, at the same time. A hundred percent. In this planning process, I read something that was like, vision boards are out. Make it an action board. And it's like, okay, we can call it something (laughs) But I think that that the article and the concept of that was mostly pointed to the fact that we shouldn't really let our fantasies take over Mm. um, and that there are ways for us to manifest and actively pursue the things that we desire in life. And Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about something enough, let's like work toward it. Don't just keep talking about something and hope that it happens. In order for you to achieve the things in your life, you have to do something. Right. And so I think that point is like, it is fair to say that you can't sit around and expect the things to like happen once you've pasted a picture on a vision board. Right. The vision board's purpose and pursuit is for you to visually per- like provide a perspective on what it is that you are seeking. Right. And it gives you direction. Yeah. And I and I I just keep going back to the pre-work that has to get done to to make this thing happen. I think this is a great way to see it. This is a great way to look at it and not just have words on a page, but have a thing in front of you that mm-hmm. reminds you. Because like, you're not going back to your goal list every day and rereading it being like, what's done? What am I doing? How am I doing this? But like being it, like I left mine in my bathroom because that is arguably where I spend a lot of time. So I, every morning when I was getting ready for work, I looked at that vision board. I saw it every single day. And every day I looked at it and I was like, what am I doing that serves these things today? And it is that reminder that like, there has to be something behind that. Mm -hmm. But the seeing and the colors and the photos and the pictures, like all of those things are the reminder that some people need, I need, that helps you really reopen and re-go for it instead of like sitting down a month later and being like, oh, I guess I didn't really look at this for a while, this list of things that I created that at the time meant so much and I was super jazzed about and I really went for it but I've I've walked away from it for a month but the vision board is a consistent visual in front of you saying like these are the things you said you wanted now what are you doing to get them exactly so the important part is that you're defining the things that you want and 
that's the underlying theme within all of this is that once you give yourself the opportunity to actually sit down and write these down, paste the pictures, whatever it is, it's you actually saying to yourself, hey, this is what I want. Right. And once that's in your brain and it's like created a little nodule as like, oh, I know that this is something that I want. You're going, opportunities are going to present itself because it's, it exists. Right. Like a little light bulb goes off when you hear someone talking about, you know, how to produce a podcast because then you're like, I can help you do that. Right. I know how to, I know how to do that. Or like, let's have a conversation because we should make this happen because we can help yeah right so um i think the other thing to think about too is like what sid and i both mentioned is that we approach vision boards from two totally different perspectives personal and professional Mm -hmm. um and so you can create different boards for different themes and goals um the secrets of the law of attraction site has quite a few examples um so if you need a resource that's a great one to start but i think when you're thinking about the different types of boards that you could create specific goal related ones are kind of an obvious thing (laughs) that's when you know exactly what it is that you want and it helps you serve it serves as a guide um as you work to achieve that goal and again specific goals it's important to be specific so Embrace those pictures and phrases that really embody that feeling of what it is that you want to achieve. Um, Additionally, you can do things that are theme-related that can either be based on, like, stuff that you want to create by your next birthday or your holiday, like Valentine's Day or Christmas, whatever. Um, But it's something that is, like, date or time frame bound Mm -hmm. in a way or, like, you know, themed as, like, I want to create, like, a personal like Brianna's fun lifestyle vision board. Yeah. Versus like Brianna's fun professional <laughs> lifestyle board. They are quite different. <laughs> and then inspiration boards, which I think is more like what yours served as yeah. in the sense where it's like I don't necessarily know what it is specifically that I want, but I want to be happy or right. I want to feel inspired. I want to feel full mm-hmm. and secure yeah whatever it is that you define that it's like i just want to kind of like reframe what my life is and then create a board around anything that inspires you from a happiness perspective or you know just exploring more of what you want that might be some of the pre-work is like a pre-work vision board where you're like what is it that i'm trying to define and how do i kind of get there to better isolate the things that are really like figuring out what you're pulled to. Yeah. And actually, as we're sitting here talking about it, and I'm visualizing my vision board, because like, I, again, I looked at it every single day for over a year now. And I'm, I'm picking out parts of it. And obviously, none of you can see it. But after we put this episode out, then I will send actually, it's on our um, Instagram page, like all the way at the beginning of our Instagram, we'll reshare, feed. It. We'll reshare it. But I'm thinking about it and there was so much color on it and there was this funky jewelry and there was stuff about cooking and there was like walking through open doors and there was like, if it doesn't light you up, don't do it. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, those are all things that I think about all the time now is how to add more color to my life figuratively and literally. Like I love artwork that has a ton of color in it and I just have not pulled the trigger on like buying any of it. And I think you know, there's this, there obviously, as I talked about in the beginning with the sun basket thing, like there's this want to cook more. I just needed to find 
a way that worked for me and my lifestyle and my actual ability. And so it's interesting because I really thought it was a little all over the place when I was thinking about it originally. But now that I'm kind of focusing on it a little bit more and looking at, like you said, the themes and the elements of it that aren't necessarily literal, but like kind of figurative Mm -hmm. in a way, there is a lot that has happened in the last year by nature of me like probably looking at it and and without even realizing, like, adding more of it to my life, leaning into who I am as a person more, being more comfortable with the person that I want to be and am somewhere inside. And so it's really, it's like I'm having a moment right now because I'm like, oh, my God, it worked. Like, it maybe it did in, in a way that I didn't even really realize. And mm-hmm. I think another one that I do could even be more intentional than that one. But that one definitely had a purpose and was a great start to what I think I'd like to create again. So if you've already done something like this and you think it was worthless, it probably wasn't. (laughs) It probably had some direction and you were kind of like getting it at that point. So I'm just having like this going through my my old vision board in my head moment right now. So thanks for bearing with me. (laughs) I feel like it's so true, though. And I know that I approach mine totally differently, but because it was like written down, pasted, there was a physical action related to the like mental process of going through it. Mm -hmm. It sticks with you. And the things that I put on my board have been manifested into real things. Right, right. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, I said I was going to do this and now I have to do it. Right, right. Because you hold yourself accountable Mm -hmm. and you work for what you want and you see like you see that for yourself and there's no reason why you can't get there. And I think a lot of what holds us back is fear. And so if you're putting these things on your vision board, the things that you really want, but there's a ton of fear just like living in your way that you've created in some way, finding a way to work through your fear, I think is also a huge part of this because fear is one of the biggest things that holds us back from the things that we really want. Mm -hmm. Fear of failure, fear, fear of being laughed at, fear of just like, I'm comfortable. So why mess with a good thing? Like, you breaking through that fear is what's going to get you to the other side of the things that you say you want. So figuring out who you need to lean on to make that happen, what you need to lean on within yourself to make that happen are the things that are going to get you there. And this vision board is just a way to see it all the time and take the steps and take the action to do it. Excellent. Just awesome. I'm ready. I'm going to do one this weekend. Let's do it as a team activity. Woo! Woo! Vision board for Queen speaking. Got it. So please share with us your vision boards because we want to see how you are creating a beautiful life for yourself. And we want to be inspired by you too. Yeah. Share with us. We want to see. All right. Shall we break? Let's break. Feeling like a queen yet? Find us on Instagram and Twitter at queen underscore speaking and tell us all about it. Find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week.